We must teach the children well, as they say, especially when it comes to practicing gratitude. Dr. Jacques Malbono joins us to talk about it on this episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science, and it's actually younger than the Internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings and welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. Pleased that you are making us a part of your day wherever you are in the world, wherever you may be listening from. We are thrilled that you have found us. We are also thrilled that you are reading our magazine, Live Happy Magazine. See how it works? Live Happy Now, Live Happy Magazine. It's it's synergy. Uh, you can find the magazine wherever fine print magazines are sold, or if you're more the e-reader type, you can get it on your tablet or your phone just by going to either the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. It's available for you, and if you do get the digital edition, there's all kind of special features that come along with it, so we encourage you to check both out and subscribe to the magazine in some form or another. Well, I got to tell you, I'm excited about our guest because one of the things we talk about often on this show over the course of the last year and a half is that all these practices for choosing happiness in our life are things that you have to work at. You have to get in the habit of. And it's easier to get in those habits when you're young, if you're taught them young. And Dr. Giacomo Bono believes that. He's the associate editor for the Journal of Positive Psychology and director of the Youth Gratitude Project, which aims to create youth measures of gratitude and to develop and test a gratitude curriculum uh, targeting kids even before they get to kindergarten and also all the way up through high school throughout the United States. And their broad goal is providing schools with resources to support students' well-being, socio-emotional skills, and their character. Before we get started here with uh, Dr. Bono, we do have, you can maybe hear as we're recording this episode of the podcast, we have some renovations and some uh, construction going on. So if you hear that banging in the background, it's you can pretend that it's uh, people that are just very excited about instilling gratitude in their kids, and they're they're just so happy they're they're banging up against the walls. That's what I'm going to pretend. Uh, Dr. Giacomo Bono joins us now uh, on the program. First of all, thank you so much for joining us. Let's start by uh, showing that great bit of uh, gratitude. Yeah, well, I have to commend you on, on your positive reframing of that circumstance there in the studio. <laughs> That's what it's all about. You know, you, you, you run into situations and you can either be uh, upset or you can uh, you can spin it and, and make it into a happy occasion. So that's how we're going to try to that's do right. it. Uh, it's, it's, you mentioned that and, and, and we talk about gratitude and we talk about turning things and finding the positives and the silver linings and, and framing things in a way. Uh, that's something that I think a lot of people are are starting to get into. And, and there are some people, though, that feel like, oh, all this positive psychology thing, ah, it's just a lot of people that walk around with, with smiles on their faces. All that. Nah, I don't really need that. That's just uh, that's a, a lot of uh, bunk. Why do you think, and we agree, but why do you think it's important to focus on emotional health in today's world? Yeah, yeah well, you know, it's, it's really a question. Uh, I see it as part of good self-discipline. 
mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I mean, we could say that we value something, but uh, the reality is, you know, if, if we could have a, a little video camera on our behavior and just sort of uh, watch, uh, you know, watch how we behave and watch our choices, uh, the, the fact is that, uh, you know, the thing that we have to change is really the amount of practice and self-discipline. So, you know, I see, I see practicing gratitude as, as part of good self-discipline in, in maintaining habits that help us uh, stay positive and, and uh, ready to meet the challenges that really matter. And one thing we've talked about with folks when we talk about gratitude and getting into that habit is that it it can become a habit, but it is something you have to work at to make it really uh, ingrained uh, in in you. And as an adult, it might be even harder to get into that habit. Would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. I mean, you know, as uh, uh, you know, as adults, we we uh, we constantly are are uh, facing sort of challenges on on uh, on our time and. And uh, you know, there's there's no shortage of emergencies and fires to put out. Uh, so it's very easy to sort of uh, lose balance and uh, and focus all our efforts on putting those fires out. You know, so it really falls on us to be more disciplined uh, and 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 really sort of keep our eye on the ball by by actually putting into practice uh, routines and. and uh, and behaviors that you really um, you really wish to uh, be changed by in your life. It's like I was sort of hinting at earlier. It's not a m- enough to value it. The way to be changed uh, by gratitude is by practicing it. Yeah, no doubt. And one thing that we found, and and I've believed this uh, just kind of from my own experiences, which aren't many. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a guy who has a microphone and and, and recording equipment. But but I found that things that I, I've been in the habit of since I was young are are habits that are hard to shake, hard to get out of. You want to make gratitude a habit in kids is as young as pre K. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, there's, we know that, and the reason for starting that early is because, uh, you know, we're starting to discover that uh, humans have, you know, a special, uh, a special capacity for compassion and empathy, and, uh, and the truth is it's, it's, it's wired into us uh, as mammals, really, and, and, and so, uh, you know, the, the good thing about starting early is, is that there's a natural tendency for children to want to be helpful uh, and to... Um, you know, to want to be uh, useful and, and helpful to others. And so it's, it's just a natural tendency that, um, you know, we, we, can, uh, we can make sure that it, it stays, you know, it stays sharpened, these, uh, you know, this, this tendency. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so it's, 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 about, it's about tapping into that natural tendency to, to cooperate, which uh, is, is pretty high in, you know, during the toddler years even. So, uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm picturing situations. I'm significantly older than my siblings, but where my siblings would want to help out mom or dad doing some project. And it's like, okay, well, you can use your little hammer over on this wall far away from the project that we're actually doing. Uh, But the the child feels like they're helping. And if you even tell them, well, thank you, you did a great job. Is that something that can help them get into the the gratitude uh, habit? Oh, totally. Um, you know, I mean, for, for children, you know, they don't they don't really do uh, they don't they don't learn a lot or or you know they're not um, they're not really interested in abstract concepts. You know, so the more we can uh, make it a cultural a, a common cultural experience, you know, the more we help them feel part of a community uh, and a member of the community who has something important to offer as well. 
that's that's also part of of instilling gratitude, right? We we all have an important gift to give, and uh, and we keep it real by participating in in you know cooking or uh, getting the family together to eat together on on certain days and and doing these kinds of things and routinely is is an easy and natural way to instill gratitude you know it's a question of of making room for that in your life without question and and like we said it's it's something that even the adults will have to get into the habit of if they're not already not saying that adults today didn't get into that habit but we're seeing more of a focus on it now and i have to and i have to just add real quick um you know, one of the one of the dangers. I, I, look, I love Thanksgiving and I love the you know the holidays. But one of the dangers is is uh, you know we we try to sort of please everybody and then we we get so busy that uh, we fail to leave room for you know enjoyable interact uh, socially interactive activities you know with families. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we really have to put in the extra effort to uh, to save that time. Definitely. And and even if you do save that time on that day, you know, maybe your maybe your family is one that I know my family did this. We would always we had two slips of paper at my grandma's house. And on one, we'd write one thing we really wanted for Christmas and put that in a box. And that's how grandma did her shopping. Uh, and then on the other one, we had to write what we were thankful for. And then around the dinner table, we had to talk about what we were thankful for. I, I often wonder, though, if people like almost like a veterans day when they think about the veterans only on veterans day do people only think about gratitude sometimes only on thanksgiving and then the rest of the year they're not really focused on their blessings yeah well you know i mean it's it's uh, it seems to be starting to uh to enter the culture as as Good. uh you know so i'm i'm happy to see that uh yeah i mean it, it definitely is practiced a lot uh at thanksgiving or we're reminded that we want it in our lives more Mm-hmm. And and you know hopefully I think I think we're starting to see more um, uh, sort of recognition that uh, that this is part of quality of life is is uh, is you know uh, sort of enculturating our our children uh, to you know to be part of the community and to sort of give voice to children you know we're we're seeing more an emphasis on on this uh, on giving voice to children and letting them contribute to decision making and. You know, and, sure. and in education, for as, as an example, in education, you know, we're seeing uh, more project-based learning or uh, more cooperative project uh, projects. You know, where we let young people just sort of uh, grapple with, with uh, you know, with a challenge and figure things out on their own. And and uh, you know, we're seeing the value in in acknowledging um, youth and and uh, and and sort of letting them. Uh, figure things out and, and hearing what their needs are. So, you know, and we're moving more towards uh, hopefully investing in early childhood education. So I, I see, you know, I see some larger societal trends that, that show we're, uh, we're valuing more and more um, the contribution of, the, of our youngest uh, citizens. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you're not just one of these people either that's, that's sitting back and saying, oh, well, this is a good trend. I like to see this. Fantastic. You guys are doing good work. You're actually, you've actually put together a program, uh, a curriculum targeting pre-K and also grades 4 through 12 in the United States, uh, times when children are particularly uh, impressionable and a lot of their adult habits are, are being Formed. Can you tell us a, a little bit about why you believe that gratitude should be practiced more at home, but also in schools? Yeah, you know, it's uh, there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of consideration of character and how we promote good character, and 
And, you know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I believe is, is an important part of character is making good choices and, and being part of a community and contributing to community. You know, and, and so uh, while, while this is learned at home, ultimately, you know, kids become socialized uh, in school and they spend so much time in school and, and they become their own person. Uh, largely, you know, they start doing that largely in school. You know, so for the longest time, schools have focused uh, on testing and a more competitive atmosphere, you know, trying to get the right answer and getting the, the top score. Uh, and, and so what I'm, what I'm trying to do with this research is, is sort of emphasize the importance of motivation and of, of, of learning from human connection and, uh, and in, in particular giving the teacher a, 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 uh, the potential to, to have a, a larger influence on the child by, uh, by just simply understanding some of the the things that matter and the people that matter uh, to their students, you know, to the students' lives. So um, you, you don't you don't leave you don't leave anxieties and concerns uh, outside the classroom door. And I believe motivation is an important factor in in motivating learning. And I think gratitude can help do that, help jumpstart that motivation and and the the, the social relationships that help form character. From the, the, I guess, the scientific or the developmental side of things, it, what is the best thing that gratitude can do for the development of the, of the child? Is it, is it better socialization? Is it the creation of, of community, the creation of empathy? What, what do you feel is, is the most compelling reason to introduce uh, the habit of gratitude to, to children at a young age? Yeah, you know, it's uh, we we all want uh, we all want our children to be good, uh, to become good people, right? Uh, and so one of the things that uh, that I'm finding is is that uh, gratitude is you know in our in our longitudinal research with adolescents, uh, we're finding that gratitude is an important part of pro-social development. Um, so you know, there's uh, you know the kids who develop more gratitude during uh, during the teen years. Uh, they they also are more helpful uh, and more sort of um, disclosing to friends and and generally generally being um, better uh, better citizens with their own peers and uh, and then on the other hand we're also seeing uh, decreases in antisocial behavior you know so bullying is is an important issue that we're trying to tackle in schools and and gratitude uh, just simply practicing gratitude. Uh, seems to lead to more pro-social development, uh, but beyond that, it's not just about being uh, good to to peers and to other people in our lives. Uh, what what we're far- starting to find is that um, that we we uh, that the teens who practice gratitude are also be, uh, becoming more disciplined. Literally, they're they're identifying goals and moving towards them uh, better. So uh, it really cuts deep. It's not just about being uh, polite and, uh, to others, and it's not just a benefit to other people, but it, it really does uh, sort of factor into our, the way we approach goals, and, and, uh, and, and I basically see it as helping young people become more intentional beings in the world. And, you know, that is something that all teachers and parents want for children.
And this program, by the way, for those uh, teachers that might be listening and you're hearing these benefits and you're thinking of uh, of, of getting involved, we will have a, an email address uh, linked on our, our page that uh, you can contact and they'll get all kinds of information. But it's eight lessons and it's got the lessons plans, the lesson plans, the homework exercises and, and uh, all of these things and it'll tr- and training for you as well on the science of gratitude, guidance on the lessons and $300 incentives. And here's a question. And I feel like I know the answer based on on what you were just talking about but there's no question that in this day and age we're living in a time where maybe a lot of people feel there's a divide in the country where where we can't get along with with certain people or or we we're, we feel like we can't do you think that instilling these principles of gratitude and empathy can go a long way towards healing that divide as time goes on Definitely, you know the uh, the way to you know the way to to heal uh, any kinds of uh, you know assumptions about other people or or any hard feelings towards groups or you know the way to heal these divides between people is is to have more positive interactions with with others and, and you know we break up our our stereotypes and start to realize that uh, all people have something of value in them and uh, you know gratitude is about making that a part of your life, right? You, you see that some people in your life are more important than others, uh, and so you bring more of those important people into your life, and it helps you achieve your important goals. You know, so uh, with, with this as a regular practice, I definitely see it as something we need more of uh, in our world so that, uh, you know, so that we do create relationships with, uh, with people and groups that, uh, you know, we've never encountered before, and, and we start to realize that uh, we are we, we are stronger together. And I, I agree completely with that. And, it, I, and I think we all kind of have the hope that as time goes on and, and as generations go on and the next generation comes up, uh, that it'll be better for them than it is for us, regardless of what our, our political beliefs are or anything like that. We want things to be better for the next generation. And I certainly believe that this program that, that you're putting uh, into schools and, and, and preaching on and studying is is certainly one way to do that. I, I heard, uh, oddly enough, the great political commentator of our time Stephen Colbert uh say say that our minds get so filled with this other stuff that we we we're not able to to leave the time and leave the room to realize how much the same we are and so and so I I think getting this practice uh, to to children at an early age maybe encourages them to leave that time to look at other people and say you know we're really not that different (laughs) <laughs> and maybe we can yeah we can that's bridge right. that no, i mean it, it's that's that's part of it is is that we realize our our common out you know our common uh common bonds and commonalities but the other but by the by the same token you know we also become our own person by interacting yeah. with different others you know and, and we learn to take risks you know we're challenged to push ourselves beyond what we we might do on our own by working with with different people of different perspectives you know, so it really pushes us to take risks and challenges, too. So it's not just about uh, finding commonality, but also about becoming our own, our own person and pushing ourselves to, to um, take risks and, and, uh, and figure out exactly what, you know, what we are to impart to this world. Exactly. And leaving your mind open to understand that maybe you can change your mind, <laughs> you know, that, that, that 
the more people you meet, your your views and, and everything can can sometimes change for the better, and and uh, we can leave the world a better place than how we left it. Uh, so, exactly, humility. Yes, exactly. Humility, empathy, <laughs> gratitude. There, there's so many of these practices that I'm very encouraged that that uh, folks like you and and teachers like the ones that I'm hoping are listening to this right now uh, are going to be instilling in our next generation. There's so much that we can get into. Uh, you've got a book as well that uh, that you're selling, and and we will have that uh, listed on our, our, our website as well, along with the email address for teachers who are interested in uh, your Youth Gratitude Project curriculum. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with and, and, and leave us to ponder as uh, we go about our days today? Yeah, you know, um, I think uh, it's, it's quite simply what, what I'll say is, you know, the challenge for every, for every human being is to leave a legacy or to connect to something bigger than ourselves and, uh, you know, the value of, of gratitude and, and the importance of putting it in practice uh, earlier and more often in our lives uh, is to achieve that, that goal of, of contributing to the world with our own unique gifts. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, a, it is the challenge, the great challenge that all humans face, and, uh, and, and gratitude is a simple way uh, to prepare for that. And do our, you know, have a have a good shot at at uh, leaving a legacy and uh, and actually contributing to the world. Dr. Giacomo Bono, the associate editor for the Journal of Positive Psychology and director of the Youth Gratitude Project. Thank you so much for joining us on Live Happy Now, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get an update uh, from you on the future about how well the program is is taking off. Yes, I love that. Thanks for having me on. And if you would like to learn more about the Youth Gratitude Project and how your school can get involved, you can go to livehappynow.com and uh, find all of that information and links to more information. It will be fantastic for you. I can promise you. We want to hear from you as well. While you're on the Internet, you can go to uh, several different places and let us know what you thought of this episode, past episodes, things you want to hear on future episodes. We are open to suggestion. You can find us on Twitter at LiveHappy, but if you can't do it in 140 characters, you can find us on Facebook.com slash LiveHappy. But if you don't want everybody else reading your ideas because you don't want them stolen, you can just send them to us on a regular email, podcast at LiveHappy.com. We love hearing from you. We have got so much more planned on the next episode of Live Happy Now. Don't miss it. You would not want to miss it because it's going to be great. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be great. In the meantime, for everybody with Live Happy Now and Live Happy Magazine, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long. Thank you for helping us to live happy.